0: The NCAA tournament bracket is set, the transfer portal opens today, and the Syracuse men's basketball coaching staff is off on the recruiting trails. It's your Locked On Syracuse Monday. Let's recap a busy weekend in Syracuse athletics. You are Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning and welcome into Locked On Syracuse and happy Monday and thank you for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen today and every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. It's been a busy weekend. A lot is happening. Syracuse lacrosse in action, Syracuse basketball out on the recruiting trails and today marks the start of the transfer portal, the opening of the transfer portal, which we know is such a big deal. In college basketball these days, so many people looking to find new homes, different opportunities, switches and changes in their careers. And uh, there's a, a tall task for Syracuse this season and, and hitting their transfer portal because as we speak, the 2023 class is very lonesome for William Patterson right now. Uh, and they the Orange need to find some guys. And what we know right now in terms of the transfer portal and Syracuse basketball, is that as of this exact moment, John Bolajac is the only one who has announced they will be transferring from Syracuse at this point. This is 8.41 on Sunday evening. We're recording this, so as of this point in time, John Bowl is the only known departure outside of Jim Beheim from the Syracuse basketball team at this point in time. We have not heard anything about Judah Mintz and the possibility of the NBA. We have not heard anything from Jesse Edwards or Joe Girard about whether or not they are going to take a fifth year with the blanket COVID year of eligibility. We have not heard from a myriad of players on the Syracuse basketball roster who may or may not elect to transfer to a different spot. The only known we have right now is that John Bolozak is departing uh, and will be transferring elsewhere. So, what that means is right now, you don't exactly know how many players you need, right? At this point in time, you've got one departure in John Bowl and you've got one arrival in William Patterson. That is where things currently stand for Syracuse. Now, that does not mean that Syracuse is set and should be, you know, ah, Pat right now and not worry about the transfer portal, because that would be absolute insanity. Right? I cannot imagine a world, no matter how much Adrian Autry is loved by players, uh, by the staff, by whoever, it would be astonishing to see the entire Syracuse basketball team stay and nobody hit the transfer portal besides John Bull. That's not something that you would expect to happen. That's not something that you think will happen. That is the reality of today's game of college basketball is players transfer in and out. We know that. It makes sense it's not a huge deal uh, in terms of if a guy goes. It sometimes can be, but I mean, it happens with such frequency that it's not that surprising anymore and doesn't present that shock factor uh, outside of a few special instances. Now, the transfer portal is is not technically public in terms of the actual portal, but you get reports, you know, who's leaving, you know, when guys are leaving, uh, and you're you're starting to see some names pop up in the transfer portal. And whenever you see you know, names in the portal where Syracuse once recruited them, you naturally start to think, well, maybe, you know, that wasn't a fit at the time, but it could be a fit at this point, uh, a few years down the road uh, after those those conversations and that recruiting effort and those offers that were originally made. There's two names that I've seen so far that sort of have that that Syracuse factor at this point in time, uh, one of which is Kamari Lands who was verbally committed to Syracuse before decommitting and going to Louisville. Now I tweeted about that. I didn't really give any insight. I just said, interesting with the eye emoji. Uh, And y'all took it from there. People are very, very vocal that Kamari lands is not someone that we want in central New York. Uh, And I wasn't really saying it in terms of a, let's go get Kamari lands or Syracuse should go get Kamari lands as much as a you know, it is interesting to see, right? A guy that was committed to Qs decommits, goes somewhere else, and it simply doesn't work out for him. And maybe that's a nod to to how good he would have been at Syracuse, right? It would have been the same deal here. Maybe things would have been different, who knows? But you know, a year's worth of hindsight in terms of college basketball and probably seven or eight very, very vocal replies on Twitter suggest that, you know, maybe it was for the best. Maybe it was a blessing in disguise that Kamari Lands never came here because if Kamari left. Uh, maybe Judah doesn't commit here late in the cycle, things like that. So there are some variables that definitely could have been at play as well uh for Syracuse based on that decision. The other one, Syracuse, I don't know how close they were to signing him uh originally, but Elijah Fisher uh who went to Texas tech he's a a, a tall guard, six seven guard uh can kind of combo as a forward uh if you were playing the pure two three, this is the kind of length that people loved and has been successful for Syracuse in the past. Uh, I still think length is a big deal at six, seven combo guy. Uh, this is a guy that, that Syracuse offered. Uh, and, you know, he didn't have a great freshman year played in 22 or 28 games for Texas tech, 3.3 points a game, two rebounds uh, from what I've seen, from what I've read. Uh, he started a little bit slower, started to figure some things out, was a strong defensive player. For Texas Tech this season, you know, maybe Syracuse starts to stir conversations up one more time with him. uh, As Syracuse, in theory, could easily have two guard positions and two starting guard spots open as you look towards next season. Uh, If Judah Mintz declares to, uh, you know, he's going to test the waters of the NBA, and if Joe Girard elects not to come back to Syracuse, whether that's a transfer, whether that's, uh, you know, he goes and does life at this point in time. Uh, so two guard spots, right? That's, that's interesting to see what might happen there, right? We're going to try and stay as up to date as possible on the portal on, you know, t- potential guys who Syracuse is looking at uh, where the offers are, where these conversations are happening. Um, but the portal opens today and a lot will happen I- in the coming weeks in terms of that. And as we've learned this season, Uh, And as you've seen many times, right, transfers and especially highly sought after transfers have had really, really solid relative success early on compared to recruits and true freshmen out of high school. Uh, So something to make sure you're aware of is even though Syracuse's 2023 class is one man at this point in time, a recruit coming from the transfer portal or two guys coming from the transfer portal uh, could be a very, very big deal for Syracuse uh, as they look to, to not rebuild, but to to add some different pieces to this lineup based on what decisions are made in central New York. I do think it's a pretty good sign right now for Adrian Autry, for Jerry McNamara, for Alan Griffin, who at this point in time are staying as a trio. And, you know, there's thoughts that GMAC might head out somewhere. Uh, I don't know, UB just got rid of their coach. Uh, Buffalo would be. Right, it makes sense as an as an early destination spot for a guy like McNamara trying to get the first head coaching gig. Um, so it would be interesting, but as of now, the three of them sticking together. Uh, and right now, no one since the news of Bayheim, since the season has come to a close, knock on wood. Right, I like these guys, I like this squad as a whole. No one's announced their transferring yet, which is a decent sign right now, and obviously. I could finish this episode and two guys uh, announced they're going to transfer before I wake up tomorrow, and this whole thing is null and void. But as of now, it's a decent sign uh, and a decent nod to the respect that Autry has from the players right now uh, in this transition that no one has made that quick, immediate, you know, bayheim has gone, I wanted to play for Boeheim. uh I'm out of here sort of ordeal. So we'll see where things go from there. I'll tell you what, though, that trio that I just talked about, Alan Griffin, Adrian Autry, Jerry McNamara—they have been out and about, and it's exactly what Syracuse needs. They are hitting the recruiting trails, and they're doing it hard and immediately. Uh, their first weekend as a trio of the brand new Syracuse basketball coaching staff—we'll uh, break it down after a quick word from our friends over at Fan, not at FanDuel. We're going to start with Built Bar today the built bar march madness bracket is here we know you have a favorite bar or a puff and now's your time to make it count go to builtmarchmadness.com to vote for your favorites you know i will be voting for oh boy it's the peanut butter brownie i believe uh is my personal favorite and if you want uh if you want syracuse to win then you'll be voting for that bar too. support your team support your bar support your puff and when you vote for your favorite bar or a puff you will be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky lockdown listeners will get a free box of built that is not, or not only that but one lockdown fan will win a 12 month subscription to built to have built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door that's a chance for free stuff do it have some fun take some free stuff you got to try built built the best protein bar ever seriously they're so amazing you won't think they're good for you but they are and what makes Built Bars and Puffs so good? Well, for starters, they are high in protein, low in sugar, and covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. Run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to build or to vote for your favorite bar or puff, and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick for a chance at some free prizes, courtesy of Built. All right, Owen Valentine here on your Locked On Monday, Syracuse. Out and about trying to sign the next big name in the 2024 class. Every single coach making the trip this weekend uh, and doing some recruiting. Adrian Autry is there. Alan Griffin is there. Jerry McNamara is there. Syracuse's Director of Basketball Operations is there. The whole squad has rolled out. And I think it's a really, really good thing to see because this is not something that Jim Beheim has been notorious for in terms of getting out that frequently, especially this quick after the season. So to see that whole squad getting out there and and reassuring players and and having conversations with players is an awesome sign for Syracuse moving forward. I said this in our Friday episode that for Red Red Autry to, to make a splash and to be known and for things to be all right as Syracuse transitions. You got to get a big signing in the 24 class, maybe a late signing in the 23 class, or some big time transfers uh, coming in next season. Or preferably, you know, if you're Syracuse, a couple of them, right? Mix and match. Maybe you get a big time recruit in the 24 class. Maybe you get a big transfer. Maybe you add a late name signing in the 23 class. Whatever it is, right? You want to see a splash made from Adrian Autry. Uh, and, and this is a really good sign. They started off on Saturday, they saw Jalil Bethaya uh, play per Mike McAllister, who, who had an article about it, spoke with the after the game, uh, in some capacity, uh, Jalil said he, he didn't have a great shooting game, but the defense was there, uh, and, and the passing was there. And that's sort of, you know, what you can get out of a guy like him. He is, I believe a four-star as of this point in time. Uh, and the quote from McAllister's article from the said, uh, it means that they really care. They wanted to show me they're still there. Uh, that's speaking on the fact that all three coaches were there. Uh, and the article from McAllister also says that the coaching change did not necessarily change his recruiting. He said he had solid relations with, with all of the coaches at Syracuse, which is a big sign and is really important to see that you know they can still be in the conversation for a guy like Fea, the who is a four-star guy. He is a Pennsylvania Archbishop Wood. Uh, He's number 66 per 24-7's rating. He's 59th in the country per 24-7's composite. He's a good player. Uh, Shooting guard, 6'4", can shoot the ball well, uh, as he said, you know, distributing pretty good. Uh, Right now, per 24-7, he's warm on UCLA. But, you know, good to see Syracuse in the mix there uh, in that conversation and showing their face in terms of the entire staff there. And the Orange and the coaching staff made it a weekend, a full-blown weekend uh, because they stay out and about and they go to to check in on the lone recruit in the 2024 class for Syracuse in terms of Elijah Moore uh, as he played a top player in the uh, 2024 class as well. In Boogie Fland, who is phenomenal. Uh, One of the best guards in the 24 class. He's number two uh, in terms of combo guards. He's number 13 in the country. Uh, He is a five-star across the board. Uh, There are some big names in that recruiting conversation, right? UNC is involved. Bama's involved. Auburn, UConn, Florida. uh, A number of other teams involved in this mix as well. Kansas is there. Kentucky. LSU, Miami, right? There's big names. Uh, and Syracuse, you know, at this game as as Archbishop Stepanak takes on a, a solid team. And as we know from Elijah Moore, you know, he's shocked some people in games where he has played. And that's fun. I think that going to these games and being able to to sort of kill two birds with one stone as, as Cardinal Hayes is playing, as Archbishop Stepanak is playing, uh, to be able to get those games together, where you've got both of these teams going out there, and right, and now you have that Bronx connection that that Autry brings to the table. It's cool to see. It's cool to see them involved in these conversations and and staying and reassuring. Right, you saw with Elijah Moore that you know he's still committed to Syracuse with the coaching change. Right, he was aware that there was a chance that Beheim might not be the guy when he gets there in 2024, and the verbal commitment stays strong. So good sign for Syracuse. I love that they are out and about. I think it means that, you know, Autry's looking for this and he's aware, right? You need to find some big time recruits quickly uh, for Syracuse because they do have talent on this roster and being able to take those next steps will be a huge deal for Syracuse as they progress forward uh, in this, you know, off season, right? They're not playing a game for a few months. And so the immediate pressure is not necessarily there per Autry, but it is there and everyone knows it and he's aware and you got to go find someone and you got to go get a player or a few players uh, to put yourself in a chance to to get back to that threshold or at least put you on the trajectory to get back to that location in terms of you know a fringe top 25 team where Syracuse fans very much deservingly would love to have the Orange back uh, in a year or two under this new coaching staff. And under the new head coach, not necessarily new coaching staff. It's good. I like it. I think it's a good sign that that they're out and about immediately, right? No time to waste. You have, it's going to be the weirdest of spin zones here. You have an advantage right now in that there's no postseason, right? You're not going to play. I mean, I'm recording this at nine. NIT comes out at 10. UNC has already declined to play in the NIT. Maybe a handful of teams do that, and all of a sudden we're talking Syracuse and the NIT. I don't think that's going to happen, right? I think Syracuse's postseason is non-existent, which is a blessing in disguise right now for this new uh, coaching regime under Red Autry, right? You get to beat people out there. You get to get to games uh, a little bit earlier. You get to have some more conversations while other teams are focused on the tournament. And it's not where you want to be, right? You never want to miss the tournament. You never want to go back-to-back years without a tourney. But that's where you are. And you got to do what's best in that time and try and make the most of an opportunity right now where you are one of a few teams that can get out and and recruit this weekend, next weekend, uh, in another week or so as well. So take advantage of that. Get out. uh, Continue having these conversations. Continue showing people that we care. And Syracuse cares about you and wants you to, to understand that the whole squad is coming to you because that is what we see. And that is what Syracuse sees in terms of you as a player, in terms of importance. That is the commitment that you are going to get from Syracuse, that it is a whole squad thing. And it's not something that is you know half effort or not full. You're 100% committed to these guys. Uh, and by showing them that, I think it does go a long way. Uh, and so we'll see what happens from that, right? These are, you know, 24 class guys. So you're not necessarily going to see idiot decisions. Just out on Marcus Adams in the report, not in the transfer portal, in the 24 class, that would have been a huge signing. But once UCLA and once Kansas got involved, you sort of saw the writing on the wall. Uh, but you miss out on a guy that maybe you had potential to get early on or a couple months ago. And now you have to make up that ground, right? You look at what you're losing this season. Uh, in theory, you're losing a center and a shooting guard and maybe a point guard. You're probably going to lose a forward or two. I hope you don't, but you probably will. You're bringing in a center. you got to find some guys, right? You've got a guard coming in in the 24 class in Elijah Moore. You'd love another guard, right? You need another guard, whether it's, you know, in the 23 class, the 24 class, the portal, a couple of each. You got to get that. And and so, you know, finding these guys in the 24 class uh, are going to work. But you also, as we talked about, you know, in the first segment today, uh, you also got to find guys now because you are, in theory, replacing three starting spots in all likelihood. Uh, Albeit, uh, we'll talk about it tomorrow, probably. There was a good sign from Judah that maybe and just maybe he might not be departing this season. So we'll still have to see. We still have to figure out a lot. There's a lot of variables at hand, um, but we will continue with that coverage all throughout this week. And as we find more, uh, it will be discussed. We got one more quick break after this. We have an a, like a loaded weekend uh, in terms of shout outs that need to happen in terms of the NCAA tournament bracket, uh, Syracuse woman unfortunately fell short uh, and will most likely be in the NIT. Uh, unfortunately, they did not make the NCAA tournament, fell just short. That is you know no disrespect because what they have going on over there uh, is something to be very much proud of and we will continue discussing that after we chat fan duel. We have surpassed the midway point of the NBA season and now is the perfect time to go out and download FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. I gave you probably my best pick all time in terms of this podcast on Friday's episode. I gave you Scotty Scheffler live at +430. And that one cashed on Sunday afternoon. Uh, What can we continue with today? Uh, I don't even know. I'm going to give it a day or two, and then we're going to go with an NCAA tournament prediction early on. But there are so many ways you can bet via FanDuel. Uh, Spread, money lines, totals, player props, right? How many points is someone going to score? Rebounds, assists, uh, FanDuel exclusive bets like the 2 by 3 that's two three-pointers scored. In the first three minutes plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go FanDuel.com slash locked. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, wrapping things up here. On your locked on Syracuse Monday episode. We've got some shout-outs to chat today. Uh, and the first one has to go to Syracuse Women's Lacks. 7-0. They beat Notre Dame in the dome this weekend. This is the best start in program history, to my knowledge. They are playing outstanding lacrosse. They continue to win, they continue to dominate, right? Win is not even doing them justice, how incredible their season has been so far. They have been absolutely incredible. They're 7-0. and They just stomped Notre Dame 15-7 to in the Dome. They're not playing close games, not even kind of, right? They're beaten outside of Northwestern, who was the number four team in the country to open up the season. They are winning every game by big numbers. They beat the number two team in the country by nine. They win by seven. They win by twelve. They win by seventeen. They win by eleven, and they won this weekend by eight. This team is playing outstanding. Uh, They're really fun to watch. Uh, I I mean, Emma Ward has been phenomenal, especially this weekend in their latest game against uh, against Pitt. She had been phenomenal. Megan Tyrell is electric. Megan Carney is electric uh they're a fun team to watch uh emma tyrell as well throw her in the mix right this is a fun team they got a lot going for them uh they're fun to watch they're exciting they're winning games uh and they are very much deserving of of a massive shout out uh today and pretty much every day in all honesty right they have been phenomenal congrats to them uh shout out as well In the Syracuse men's lacrosse, um, in terms of their, what's it called, Um, community, I guess we'll say, uh, as Mikey Powell gets his number 22 retired uh, this past weekend uh, against Jonathan Hopkins. Syracuse did fall in that game, but that does not diminish Mikey Powell as a player. Absolutely phenomenal really, really good. Uh, I don't know if I've shared this on the lockdown, uh, but the Powell's big deal in the Valentine household. My brother, believe it or not, this is one of the most Syracuse things ever. Uh, my brother is named after Ryan Powell. Ask my mom, we'll get that story another time maybe, but uh, big time news, fun to see, uh, and very much deserved uh, for Mikey Powell to, to get up there in the Raptors with the newest rendition of a 22 hanging in the dome within the Q's men's lacrosse sphere. Uh, A couple more in terms of shout outs. I I like what I've seen from, from Adrian Autry in, you know, his first four days. I liked his comments during that first press conference. I liked that he's out and about recruiting. He's going to get a shout out today. Uh, Good for them. Good for this team looks good so far. Hopefully things stay solid in terms of people staying in Central New York, uh, staying committed to Syracuse, and, and going from there. One final shout out today: uh, some unfortunate news in the you know Syracuse sports talk community, uh, as Brent Axe will will no longer be on the ESPN Syracuse airwaves. I just wanted to to give him a shout out. Uh, he is one of the best that you can have in a community. He's been amazing for for years and years and years growing up. Uh, you know, you want to hear from him. And you tuned in and you know, four to six, as I mentioned on Twitter, will will miss his voice uh during the week. He was a professor. Uh briefly I had him at Syracuse as a professor. Uh, I've interacted with him so many times. Uh incredible guy. Uh very, very saddening and unfortunate to see his time on those airwaves come to a close. Uh, So if you see him, if you hear from him, if you talk to him, give him the best uh, because we know what's next for him will very much be uh, phenomenal stuff. You can only imagine. Uh, A guy that does as well as he does for as long as he has done uh, will be very much deserving of whatever comes next uh, and far more than that. Uh, So we'll close with that. Tomorrow, maybe we talk a little Judah. Maybe we talk some questions. We get a lot of of hypotheticals, right? Syracuse's basketball season on the men's side is done. Uh, I am going to bed most likely before uh, the NIT schedules come out. So if the women uh, are playing an NIT game, we'll talk about that as well. We'll start looking at some other conversations, bring in some guests. We'll talk recruiting a lot this week, I'm sure. Uh, and then maybe we even start doing a little bit of football content as we have not really had a football update in a good amount of time. So we'll see where the week takes us. If you have questions, topics, whatever that you want to be discussed, by all means, reach out to us on Twitter at LO underscore Syracuse over there. You can reply to us, uh, on YouTube in the comments there. Uh, so let us know what you'd like us to talk about, uh, join in on a conversation, give us your thoughts. And I will try my best to hit on as many of those topics as we possibly can. Uh, Thanks for listening today. Making Locked On Syracuse your first listen as always. For your second listen, check out Locked On College Basketball. And I'll tell you what, they have some big time content for you this week uh because you can grab your bracket and go listen to the Lockdown College Basketball Bracket Breakdown, national analysis and the insights from our local experts. The Lockdown College Basketball Bracket Breakdown has everything you need to make the most informed decisions on your bracket. Find the episode on Lockdown College Basketball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. That's going to do it for us today. I'm Owen Valentine. If you want to, please, we would greatly appreciate it in the Lockdown Syracuse community, uh follow us, subscribe to us. Uh, get notifications. If you're on YouTube, you can subscribe right about here. If you want, you can listen to some of our older content over here, previous episodes uh, to continue with that. And have a wonderful Monday. Attack the week. If you're in Central New York, drive safely. The snow is supposed to be coming soon. Uh, So have a great week. Have a great life. Mess around like that. What a way to end the episode. Uh, I'll catch you tomorrow.